Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. I think about sometimes Christians. They seem to meander in the desert, wandering around, never really making progress. Now, as we all look back on our life, we could see those sometimes wasted years, those somewhat long stretches that we've seen to at times wander around in the desert. Think about those wandering years. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Are we wandering in the desert right now? As Pastor Ed shares in his message, just as the Israelites wandered for 40 years before stepping into the promised land, many Christians spend days, weeks, months, or years wandering in our own metaphoric desert. We are failing to enjoy the fruits of a life lived in Christ. God has many purposes and blessings for those who earnestly seek after His will. How much more blessed might our experience in life be if we surrendered our life and devotion to the one true God. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith. Joshua chapter 3 in your Bibles. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before the crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priest who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priest, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priest to carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the Jordan water, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gerizites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose twelve men from among the tribes of Israel, one from each of the tribes. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, 
its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowing down to the sea of the Arab, the salt sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priest who had carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. The person that I often quote from is Oswald Chambers. He's one of my favorite writers. Oswald Chambers said, the destiny of every human being depends on his relationship to Jesus Christ. It is not his relationship to life or on his service or his usefulness, but simply and solely on his relationship to Jesus Christ. Have you ever felt there's something more? There's something bigger. There's something greater. You've gotten glimpses of it. When glory came down from heaven and flooded your heart and mind as you enjoyed his presence, when you've read his word and you've seen glimpses of those heavenly places that Christ wanted you to be and intended you to be and planned for you to partake of. But oftentimes there seems to be this barrier between where you are and where you want to be, between who you are and who you know you're called to be. My message this morning is crossing over. In, it was George Washington's Christmas Eve crossing over the Delaware River that was very significant in American history. He was planning to attack the mercenaries, the Hessian mercenaries that the Germans and somehow a group of farmers came and shot these Hessian mercenaries that were on the other side of the river before George Washington got there, and they shot just point blank. There was about maybe just a handful of farmers, and they frightened these mercenaries off, and the general of the opposing army thought, well, I guess George Washington did everything he was going to do, and George Washington hadn't even arrived yet, but when he did, he caught the Hessians by surprise. Historians surmise that if that had not happened, if they had been prepared and just waiting for Washington like they were originally planning, that the Revolutionary War would have gone differently. It was a significant crossing over. I think about 
the crossing over not only the Delaware, but of the Jordan River. In Israel's history, the Jordan River wasn't some huge river like the Hudson River, but it was a very fast-flowing river. Jordan actually means downward. From the top of Mount Hermon all the way from the top, the water would just flow down. It was one of the fastest-flowing rivers in the world. And Israel had two very significant crossings over. The first was when God called the people out of bondage. He called them out of Egypt, and the Red Sea parted for them. The second was 40 years later when God brought them into what he had prepared for them, and they crossed over the Jordan. Now, the Jordan River always represented a barrier, but when this barrier was crossed, it was a turning point in Israel's history. In all of our lives, there are key turning points, pivotal places that have eternal significance in our lives. And for a whole nation, that turning point was the Jordan. Because beyond the Jordan was God's purposes for their life. Beyond the Jordan was God's plan for their life, was God's, all his history for them, their destiny. I think about sometimes Christians. They seem to meander in the desert, wandering around, never really making progress. Now, as we all look back on our life, we could see those sometimes wasted years, those somewhat long stretches that we've seemed to at times wander around in the desert. Think about those wandering years, 40 long years of funeral services. A whole generation died there. A whole generation. These young people would see mom and dad died there and their uncles and aunts and their cousins. It was a mass graveyard. Because of ungratefulness, and ungratefulness comes out of a lack of faith, a lack of trust. If you find an ungrateful person and a complaining person, they're lacking in faith in God. Because God said they're constantly complaining, constantly grumbling, constantly mumbling. They aren't faithful. And they just, because of that, had to wander around. Their unbelief condemned them to wander around all of those 40 years until that whole generation died and passed away. God's intention for you is not the desert. It's not the other side of Jordan. It's the promised land. I don't want to come to the end of my life and at the end of my days think what it could have been, what it should have been, but what it wasn't. I pray that there would be a crossing over 
for each one of us this year. Barriers that seem to keep us, that seem to hold us back. Whatever that barrier may be, this year, do it, Lord. There are two simple points that I want to share with you this morning. Very simple. The preparation for crossing over and the direction for crossing over. The preparation for crossing over and the direction for crossing over. Remember that old song, old chorus? I remember back in Brooklyn when I was growing up, our home church pastor would pray for people and oftentimes they would, it may have been one of his favorite songs, I don't know, but they would say, got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes in things called impossible, and he will do what no other power can do. Now, I believe that God wants us to cross over the Jordan into the land of promise. Now, I don't mean by that heaven, but I mean by that the promised land that God has for us, our spiritual inheritance. Now, God was preparing them. God's past dealings with the people. That was all preparation. This was a generation of people, of young people, that heard the stories. Now, can you picture the funeral service? There they are at the funeral service, and, you know, mom told us, dad told us before they died, they made a mistake. Believe God. Trust him. He is faithful. Every funeral in that desert was a lesson. God was speaking. This generation missed out on his purposes and his plans. They were constantly being educated by what they saw around them. I want to read to you from Psalm 78, some selected verses. About two months ago, I kept on playing on my CD, Psalm 78, because it's so instructive. I want to just take a couple of verses. Verse 8, they would not be like their forefathers, a stubborn and rebellious generations whose hearts were not loyal to God, whose spirits were not faithful to him. He's describing the people that God led out of Egypt opened the Red Sea, displayed his glorious power, forgave them, ministered to them. It describes them. They forgot what they had done, the wonders that he had shown them. He did miracles in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the region of Zoan. Verses 40 to 43, how often they rebelled against him in the desert and grieved him in the wasteland. Again and again, they put God to the test. They vexed the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power. The day he redeemed them from the oppressor, the day he displayed his miraculous signs in Egypt, his wonders in the region of Zoan. These people saw incredible miracles, but yet didn't believe. Miracles don't always produce faith in the heart of people or faithfulness in God's people's lives. Uh, God 
sometimes does incredible things in people's lives, but their lives don't show it. It didn't for the people of Israel. And so these children of Israel are marching around. Now God is providing every day for them. What would you say about a family that for 40 years experienced God's miraculous provision? I mean, they can tell you stories of God's provision. They could tell you of God's guidance. Doesn't mean that they've obtained all that God wanted them to obtain because that's the story of the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. God provided manna every day for them. God made sure that their clothes didn't wear out. God guided them every day by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God did all those things because people are experiencing the blessings of God doesn't mean that they're where God wants them to be. They could still be living far below God's purposes and plans. And so here these Israelite young people were, uh, had all of these lessons. And now they come up to this river. But all of those lessons, God was preparing them. God was speaking to them. God was speaking into their hearts. Your own personal failures, the failures of those around you, the successes, the victories, all of them are preparing you. I remember talking to uh, Brother Bongiorno, and he said something very significant to me. He said, all of his pastoral experiences sort of built one upon another to prepare him for his office when he became superintendent. He could see how God was preparing him. And, you know, I think that's true in all of our lives. God is using our experiences, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly. He's preparing us to achieve in him the destiny that he has for us, the destiny that he has for the body of Christ. But they can be wasted and lost and slip away. The younger generation, all they knew was this desert, walking around 40 years. Desert is a terrible place to live, especially the Sinai Peninsula. I mean, it's awful. Burning hot during the day. I mean... Just think about those scorpions and snakes and all of that stuff. Just not my type of lifestyle. But you know what happens? You can get used to things, become accustomed to it, and say, boy, I like it. There are nomads who wouldn't think of moving out of the desert. Some people become so accustomed to a certain lifestyle that it's so discomforting to change. They like their addictions. They like their troubled marriage. They don't like it, but they like it. They like where they're at. And God is constantly prodding, speaking, trying to move them across the Jordan. Is God urging you this morning across that barrier into a land of promise of spirituality that he placed in your heart, a dream of, an aspiration for. This younger generation could think back to that previous generation and think of lost opportunities at every funeral service. 
when it comes time for you to die, not what will the preacher say over you. We'll see the best. We'll say the best. And people are generally kind at funerals, and that's the way it should be. But will you leave earth thinking, you know, I feel like I gave or achieved only 10% of what I should have achieved. I should have been in that promised land. I should have had more. God is giving us the opportunity to take all those accumulative experiences, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, all of those things, and look at them through the lens of faith and build on them and achieve through them his purposes. Listen to these words. The tissue of the life to be, we weave with colors all our own. And in the field of destiny, we reap what we have sown. The tissue of the life to be, we weave with colors all our own. And in the field of destiny, we reap what we have sown. God may deal you a bad hand, but he doesn't mean for it to hurt you. He means for it to help you. He means for you to prosper in the midst of difficulties. Job could have thought, my plight means my utter demise, but God meant his sufferings to be his platform, which he would preach through the generations to come that God is greater than our circumstances. And so our past is preparatory to bringing us up to the Jordan. Now, the present obstacles. Here they are at a a rushing, raging river. The present obstacle in verse 15. Now, the Jordan is at flood stage during the harvest time. If you're a strategist, you think, why in the world this time of year? Lord, why during Easter and Pentecost? Because that's when it would have been. Why, when the river is at flood stage, couldn't we pick a better time? Don't you feel that way in your life at times? God, you want me to cross over this river now? You want me to overcome this obstacle now? The timing isn't the best. Now, I could imagine some people in the camp saying, wait a minute, sit here three days. You know what it's like here three days? At night, all we hear is this rushing, raging river, sweeping debris. And I don't know if ever you have been near a flood. You could hear sometimes boulders at the bottom of the river clanging together. It's a horrible sound. So they would hear all of this noise. They would have just watched during the day this rushing river going past. I could imagine some of them saying, listen, let's go around the other way. Let's travel down the river several miles, a better passage. Besides, the inhabitants of the land can see us. Jericho's right down the road, and that's the gate to Canaan, and it's right at the entrance there. Imagine trying to get through that river. What will happen to us? The invading armies will come down on us. This is just not good timing. When it comes to your timing... In God's timing, they're never the same. At least it seems that way to me. 
At least it seems that, God, this would be a better time, but no. We want to encourage you to share this message with your friends and family. We know that God's Word never returns void. We've made it really simple. Visit buildinginfaithradio.com and click on today's date. Then you can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed, or even download a copy to share. Again, that's all available at buildinginfaithradio.com. To learn more about Building in Faith, or to get a free copy of today's teaching, simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. That's buildinginfaithradio.com. Although Building in Faith is a huge blessing, we pray that it's not your only source for the teaching of the Word of God. It is our hope that you're attending a church that teaches God's Word from beginning to end. If not, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For service times, driving directions, and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. Please join us next time as Pastor Ed continues teaching verse by verse through the book of Joshua, right here on Building in Faith. Your word restores.